Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Hey, I'm Stevie, and in the last few years, I have built a wildly successful seven-figure business selling courses and digital products. If you're looking to create, launch, and scale a flagship digital course, or maybe you already have an online course and you want me to spill my secrets, this is the podcast for you. I believe with Wi-Fi, a little strategy, and someone to show you the way, anything is possible. Let's do this. Want to know more about Launchpad, which is my 12-month high-touch group coaching program where I teach you how to create, launch, and scale your flagship online course? Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad now, and I'll give you access to a free training where I break down the entire strategy for a profitable, sustainable online course business, and you'll learn all about the program as well. That's steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of the Stevie Says Show. I'm never going to get used to saying that. I'm so used to saying Stevie Says Social, but we have had a name change, which is super exciting. Uh, And the artwork and the marketing and all of the things to accompany it. So uh, welcome to the Stevie Says Show. Anyway, I'm very excited today because I'm talking to a client inside of the Launchpad program and someone who has done really incredible things in really just a few months with transitioning from a service-based business to a bit of a hybrid, and I'll let her explain more about that, but really specializes as well in a topic and subject matter that is very close to my heart, which is helping people out with endometriosis, which is obviously part of my story and history as well. So very excited to welcome Christy onto the show today. Hey, Christy. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Stevie. 
I'm so excited. Now, I'm not going to go deep into your story because I feel like you're going to do a much better job of it than me. So tell everyone a little bit about your course, because that is what we're here for, but your audience as well, uh, and also your business in general. Awesome. Okay. So first up, I'm Christy and my business is Christy Lee Nutrition. And my course that I have recently just launched is called Beat the Endo Belly. And it's a six-month online coaching program for people with endometriosis. uh, And I help them essentially rapidly reduce their period pain, their bloating, their, I call them funky poops, which just means constipation (laughs) and diarrhea. Because there's no nice way of saying that. No, I feel like funky poops is like the perfect way of saying it. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. Um, and so and essentially uh, my business is specializing in endometriosis. I only started about two years ago and I'm fairly new to the digital course business world as well. Awesome. So yes, I do. Like I said, I love everything that you're doing in the endo space. What I feel like personally, complete side note, not related to digital products, but have you ever had endo? Just curious. No, no, I don't have endo. And it's not an unusual question. I do get that question a lot because most other practitioners in this space either have endo themselves or or I guess unless they're a male gynecologist, then they, of course they don't. Um, but the story or the reason that I became so passionate about endo was that, you know, early in my clinic, when I first started out on my own and I, I was niching into women's health and irritable bowel syndrome was that I was coming across so many people who had been diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome, but they had all these other really you know, terrible symptoms, like, t- you know, really painful periods, heavy periods. Um, they had pain that sort of referred around to other places like their back and much deeper into their pelvis, which is very different from irritable bowel. Um, and all of these people were running into roadblocks with their their doctors. They weren't getting any further investigations. They were just being told to take the pill or it's all in your head or these kind of yeah. really horrible things. Uh, they just, you know, they weren't feeling validated by their doctors. Um, and so I was able to assist a number of clients with getting their diagnosis. And that was at that moment that I realized that I loved working in endo because these people needed so much help and there were so little offerings out there to support them. Yeah. Um, and it just made me feel really wildly passionate. Yeah. I think it's so interesting that you say like that literally mirrors my story, but I feel like there's almost becoming more of, I don't know if you've kind of seen this as well. And I think you're probably like a big part of this. And the fact that there's more people specializing in the area, I think is so powerful. But I just remember like being 21 and nobody knew what on earth it was. It was never spoken about. And I think it's like one in 10 or one in 11 women have it. And it was just not on anyone's radar. And I feel like that has slowly over time as people start to share their story um, and then as people start to understand it more and then people like you that are specialising just in this particular thing. Like I feel like it's this awesome groundswell and, you know, I feel so passionately about that because I feel like people that are younger having the opportunity to know what's happening with their body Before it becomes an issue, you know, in their 30s, whether it's fertility thing or, you know, just all of those years where it wasn't ever diagnosed is amazing. Absolutely. I think it's it's wild that one in 10 people have endometriosis. Most people have never even heard of that. 
Uh, and I, you know, to be honest, even until I did my studies in women's health nutrition, I had never really heard about it before then either. And I was yeah. kind of shocked that when I met people who had those obvious symptoms that they'd never heard the word themselves, their GP had never mentioned it before. And so it's, you know, when I first started, I think I was one of two endometriosis dietitians that existed on at least Instagram as, you know, I was the first person to take the handle endometriosis.dietitian. Yeah, I think that's cool. <laughs> Enough. Now there's a lot more people who are popping up and, you know, specializing in this area, but I definitely felt like a big pioneer in that space. Really cool. All right. So tell me a little bit, you've kind of touched on it a bit in terms of starting out with IBS and then kind of going into endo a little bit, but tell me a bit about your journey from starting your business um, all that time ago <laughs> um, to going into kind of like the service provider role and then what was, I guess, the reason or what was the light bulb moment or what was going on in your mind when you started to think about digital products? Because I think that's always such an interesting question and it's actually different for everyone. Completely. Yeah. I, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself and I hear lots of people about their journeys and, and I feel like I've, I resonate with parts of them and then there's parts that are very different for me. So, you know, I started, uh, it was end of 2019 when, was, when I went out on my own and I, I, I knew I needed to niche. I, I had these specialized skills in women's health and then I had the IBS specialization and I was kind of fumbling around generally kind of helping women who are pregnant who had irritable bowel and I kind of didn't I thought that was niche <laughs> yeah it was not really that niche yeah. um, women's health is very broad and yes. it was mid population it was mid 2020 when I met my second you know I had a first business coach I hadn't then I sort of found a second business coach and she really started helping me understand that I needed to niche further, that I needed to really help people who had a very specific problem. Uh, and I think that's where I started then diving into endo because I'd had these client experiences. I realized I had a huge passion in that area and I had a unique skill set to help them as well. And so I started down this path of only marketing myself to people with endo. And that marketing process on Instagram started drawing in only those clients. And I started refining this framework and I was kind of trialing different things. I, you know, I was researching a lot at the time, reading so many papers because there are no clinical practice guidelines for managing endo in nutrition. Mm. Um, and you, I really had to pull together pieces of a puzzle and figure out what that map would look like. What would be the quickest way I could get someone from their problem to a solution? And, and I would just you know, trial that. And I practically tried it with different people. And by the end of 2020, I pretty much had this framework mapped out, which was really, really exciting. Like I was, I had this huge, crazy, like abundant mindset at that point. I was really just like, oh my God, I've hit something really crazy good. Yeah. Like, I, you know, the clients were getting like amazing results. I felt really proud of what I was doing. It was really like, yeah, thrilling. And so that, but the, I had this kind of opposite problem at the same time was that, you know, by December that year, I was fully booked out and I was actually already fully booked out for January as well. Mm, yeah. So, I, you know, and I, I was starting to think to myself, you know, this, 
isn't going to go forever like this. I can't constantly be booked out this far in advance. People need help now and they can't wait four plus weeks to start getting help because they're motivated right now and I'm probably going to lose their motivation. Um, obviously, I don't want to burn myself out because that's really, really common when you're working as a one-on-one service provider. That burnout is really um, easy to fall into. And I was also a bit of a broken record because I had refined this framework and I was repeating it. And each client, you know, they're all, everyone's different. Everyone has a unique story and unique journey. They're all coming to me at different points in their life, but they needed the same education. They needed the same journey through my framework. And I was just, you know, each appointment was so predictable. I was saying the same things over and over. And we weren't getting a lot of time to spend the, spend time on coaching, like mindset blocks, overcoming barriers, um, that type of thing. I was educating, educating, educating. Yeah. And I, that's when I started thinking I need to do something that would be more scalable where I could educate and people could go and like experience that in a, you know, an online portal of some kind. And then I could then deliver more of the high level coaching experience in a, in a different way. Yeah. So did you get to the point? So there's this point, I think with like service provider land where like you hit like capacity and then sometimes you go over capacity. And I think it's such an amazing thing when like you're, it's almost like a double-edged sword. If you're good at what you do, like your first challenge when you get into business is, oh my gosh, how am I going to find enough clients to pay the bills, right? And then you get past that. It's almost like that, you know, um, Maslow's hierarchy, but in business, you kind of get past that. And then it's like, oh my gosh, amazing. I've got all of these clients. But then you get to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, I've got all of these clients. And it's um, some people hit it and some people realize before they hit it, Um, that point of burnout, like, did you see it on your horizon or did you start to feel it in your everyday? That is the exact difference that I feel like my story is from so many other others that I hear because I didn't reach burnout. I predicted it. I could see it. And I think that I'm a, I'm a very forward planning type of person. That's just kind of my personality. Yeah. And so I could just, I could see the pattern. I could see the pattern. I was just like, well, if I continue like this, this is where I'll be at in six months and I don't want to be there in six months. So what can I do now so that I don't end up there? <laughs> no, no, no. Do you know that is so smart? And that is actually kind of like the thought process I went through because I was looking at like, it's like, this isn't going to end in a way that's going to make me or my lifestyle happy in any way, shape or form. And also it's not going to serve the clients who need to wait or they're going to go to someone else or they're not going to get the full experience because I'm burnt the hell out. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yep. So one thing I know, because you put it on your intake form when you first joined Launchpad, and I know that we were chatting about it before you joined Launchpad, but I want you to say it in your own words, and I'm hoping that we're on the same page with, I'm sure you're going to say it, but <laughs> what was on your mind? So you got to the point where you're like, okay, cool, I need to do something differently. But what were the hesitations, be completely honest, around jumping into the online course space because it sounds like the best thing in the entire world, right? But you probably, well, I know that you had some kind of hesitations in the back of your mind. Absolutely. I think that it really came down to the uniqueness of each client. And and I had those fears that I wouldn't be able to deliver a really powerful transformation for someone that was maybe in a self-study kind of course format 
you know, who was going to be there to keep them on board? You know, I, you know, I'd spent the previous five years as a dietitian realizing that as a dietitian, your job isn't actually to tell people nutrition and give them not, you know, nutrition knowledge. It's actually to just make them do it. <laughs> yeah. Because people, most people know what to do with nutrition and, and healthy lifestyles, but we don't do them because we, we either need accountability or just someone to push us, whatever it is. And I was worried that people wouldn't stick to it. Obviously, with what I do with nutrition, it's very specialized. This is not mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that, you know, it's not just drink more water and move your body and yeah. eat regular meals. It goes much beyond, much further beyond that into really specific strategies. But I just, yeah, I was scared. I was, I was really scared that people would start my course and then not really get through it and then fail it. And then I just, yeah, I felt like I'd let people down. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember having that conversation with you and we'll get into it because I think that uh, one thing that's kind of like not unique about you, but one thing that I think that a lot of people will take from kind of your journey and the way that you've done things is that like there's not actually just one way to set up your business with a course component. And then there's not just one way to set up your course either. So it doesn't have to be like all self-study. It doesn't have to be all coaching. It doesn't have to be just a standalone course that sits by itself. And, you know, you become a full-time course creator and that's it because you've actually kind of almost fused together all of the things that you believe like personally are going to number one, get your people results. So the inside of your course is unique in the sense that it has, you know, the curriculum, it has the coaching element, it has quite a lot of kind of, I guess, personalized components that you wouldn't necessarily always think are associated with an online course. Um, but also you've set up your business in a way that uh, it's not just all an online course either. Actually, let's talk to that now. Like how mm-hmm. how have you kind of structured your business firstly and then let's talk about how you've structured your course to make sure that you're still delivering on an amazing experience for your students yeah that's that's a it's a really good question so uh and that was kind of how I got around my fear was that I decided to go a little bit rogue and I must admit like I'm I'm that classic person who was a teacher's pet in school you know I follow yeah I follow (laughs) what I was told and I got my grades and I wore my uniform. I did all these things. And so it feels a little bit weird that, you know, there, I kind of moved out of that mold in a little bit of a way. I I decided that this was my audience. This is how I like to work. And this is what I think would help ease me into this new way of structuring my business. And so, you know, I really went in with a lot more coaching elements and I even used one-on-one appointments as a fast action bonus for my foundation round and these little things just helped me ease into letting go of people so much I think I was yeah. holding on to my clients like wrapping them in cotton wool me like I'll take you I'll, I'll help you <laughs> yeah but I think it's like a hard mindset thing to get around as well like especially when you're so used to helping people personally like it's so hard to kind of separate okay, my clients' results can be independent of the time, like the hourly time that I'm putting into them and like literally separating those two things out. Like I love the fact that you said it's kind of like easing myself into it because I think that's what it is. It's like the process of going, okay, I don't know yet. Like I I truly in my heart 
couldn't serve people to my fullest potential when I don't yet know whether they're going to get the results from more of a course model than I'm ready to deliver at the moment. And so like easing yourself into it, I think is such an awesome way of looking at it and also approaching it. Like it doesn't have to be forever. And I know Mm -hmm. that you've got future plans around kind of revising little bits and pieces of your course, but for your own peace of mind and also for the experience that you're delivering to your students, I think it's a beautiful way of doing it. Absolutely. I I felt like I had to you know, I, I needed to let go of all the one-on-one stuff because otherwise I wasn't, I was not doing anything different. Yeah. And I left some elements in there, like the group coaching. I had those fast action bonus one-on-ones. I had, you know, I delivered my foundation round live so that there'll be Q and A opportunities after every session. I have my Facebook group as well. And so it, it really was about me looking after, um, almost, or just helping me let go of people and and seeing how does that feel? How, what are the results that people get? And, you know, and now that I've done my, my light launch and I've refined my offer and my program again, and I've let go of some more of those coaching elements, I've realized now that people get the same results mm. in, in anyway. You know, the same people get results because the same people put in the work, they show up for the things that you offer. And they're always going to be those people that don't show up at all. And in this, and to be honest, even if they were in your one-on-one programs, they were never going to show up very well for those either. It's, you know, people just do, you know, I, I struggle to understand a little bit because I'm, you know, I'm that A-type personality. That just, yeah. That's <laughs> the work. Um, but it's, I think I always wanted to tier my products and services so that I could help more people at different price points. So, you know, I didn't have to let go of my one-on-ones, but my one-on-one programs are now VIP offerings. You know, I'm now able to charge a lot more than I used to for my time because my time is now more valuable. Mm -hmm. And so the people that have the, can afford that type of um, service and they want that really high touch hand-holding support, that's available for them. Um, and then for the people that don't have the funds, you know, I get a lot of people approaching me on Instagram, they're still uni students or they're young people, um, you know, in their early 20s or their teenagers that don't have the funds to afford my group program. And so, you know, next year when I launch my standalone course, that is going to be something I can offer them. And so I feel like, uh, especially for health professionals, we get stuck in this little uh, belief that we have to help everyone because health should be accessible to everyone. And, and, I, and I do believe that, but we also can't work for free and we also mm. need to value our own time. And mm. so building out a digital product like my course has enabled me to split out what I do at different price points with different levels of transformation. Um, and I just feel like that's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's exactly what I wanted to achieve by the end of yeah. 2021. That's awesome. And I love, so what I love about it <laughs> is that number one, you're serving the people that would have been on a wait list and would have been waiting for a really long time. But you're doing it in a way, it's almost like where you're at at the moment with like your ascension model and anyone that's not watching this on video, I'm making like a little pyramid with my hand. (laughs) But like you've got your one-on-one and that is for like the people that really need like the big transformation. And some people, honestly, there's just people that are like, nope, I just want to work with this person one-on-one and that is just who I am as a person. (laughs) And then you've got almost like a funnel into your one-on-one, which at the moment is your group coaching program. So rather than saying um, it's got, it's, you know, something that sits 
beside it and they're separate and distinct, it's almost like you've created a bit of an ascension model for yourself, for people that, you know, um, potentially aren't ready for one-on-one or maybe you're booked out with one-on-one, hopefully not because we want to get away from, you know, your time being tied up with the things that you do. But it's almost like they're coming in and then if they've gone through and they need that personalized attention, that's what your one-on-one is for. Completely. Absolutely. I think, Stevie, you were the first person that introduced to me the concept of creating a scalable business and a scalable offering. I, you know, and I'm a dietitian. I, I'm not someone who has come from a business background or marketing background. So a lot of this stuff is new to me. So maybe for everyone listening, they think, yeah, yeah, that's obvious. But, <laughs> but I hadn't really considered that there was a ceiling with my time. And I hadn't really considered that offering, because my original idea was to offer a program that was working alongside one-on-one. So I'd still Ooh. offer the same amount of one-on-one sessions, but they, you know, there was the course also. And so I was able to then charge more for what I did, but I hadn't, I hadn't really thought that that's not very scalable, Christy. And you're, you're, where you are right now with being booked out is going to be exactly where you are again in 12 months if you continue with that type of model. And so I had to Manual. really rethink no, 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 no. I think I need to go down the group coaching as my like core offering and then split off the two, the sort of lower and higher tier. Yeah. I remember having that conversation with you. I think like you put your offer design document in for critique and it had all of these like one-on-ones and I was like, how is this different <laughs> to like what you're doing at the moment, right? And I think like it does just sometimes kind of take, it's almost like going, okay, so why did I do this? Like what is actually my end game? And sometimes I think like you get caught up in like the day-to-day, like I still do it. And I make decisions and I'm like, that was so not aligned with what my end game is. Like what am I doing? <laughs> and like, for you, it's like, okay, so what is the end game? Yes, you want to be able to serve more people in an equally transformational way, but also you want a lifestyle that doesn't mean that you're going to burn out in order to serve those people. And it's like, how can you craft a scalable digital offering? This is why I love digital so much in a way that's going to achieve both of those things. So I love that. All right. So let's walk through, because you've mentioned a few little launch party terms and people are probably like, what is a foundation? What is a light? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> um, walk me through the process of the last 12 months and kind of the the building piece by piece of your digital course business, um, incorporating kind of like the launch process, the creation process, the good, the bad, the ugly, lay it all on the line because I think that people would be interested in that aspect of your journey. Mm-hmm. So. It was hard. Like, and this is the thing that I think that everyone needs to know that this isn't, you don't go into building out a course because it's easy to start with. It's going to be easier mm-hmm. later. later. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and I definitely, I, I really, I, be, I love it and I believe it that because I can, because I'm seeing the results now, I guess, but I worked so hard in the beginning and I'm, I'm seeing the results of that now and it's getting easier and easier, but to really walk, like walk you through to the start, um, I had been trying to come up with this, you know, this, I had created my framework and, you know, before we started, Stevia, I'd actually tried to record a lesson because I had this, I knew I was going to build a course. I knew I, I, you know, launch pad started in December and then it was kicking off in January. And so Mm -hmm. in December I was like, I'm just going to get a head start. I'm going to start trying to record a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And I must have tried to record that like three to five times (laughs) because I fumbled and I fumbled because I was, 
I was too trying to be too perfect. Perfectionism is one of my biggest barriers, yeah. and I, you know, was trying to control it. And I was just like, "Oh, you didn't say it right, Christy." And I start again, start again. Honestly, those first few slides were so hard to get through, and it was, you know, some, you know, when you suggested like maybe you should be doing them live, like actually deliver your lessons live to your foundation round. So the foundation round is the very first group of people that ever do your program. And, you know, they, they come in at the cheapest price and I'm pretty much building out the program at the same time that they are uh, working through the program. So I'm able to take their feedback very, you know, live and then apply it very quickly. So that was terrifying at first thinking like, oh my God, what? I, I can't possibly do that. But actually it made me realize I am a much better performer in a live situation than I am in a pre-recorded situation. Because yeah. you just you have to, not, you, you have no choice. Yeah. You have to get in there and you just have to do it. And if you, if you fumble, to be honest, you fumble less because you're, you're not, you're in front of people. You, you just get in and you just do it. You make it happen. You're not, you haven't got your own voice or your own critic inside your own head telling yeah, you. Yeah. And you know, you don't have the option to just like, uh, press. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, you just get it done. And so, um, that was hard. It was really hard because I was, you know, yeah. I was creating lessons at the same time I'm delivering live and, and, you know, the whole thing is new to me, but I think what I've kind of learned is that if something is scary and something is hard, I'm probably on that journey of change because change is hard. And I definitely, mm. you know, looking back now, um, I have definitely become that recovering perfectionist. I remember you calling yourself that, Stevie. You're the first I person I ever heard say recovering perfectionist. Yeah. Like, I see myself in you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's my like whole journey over the last 12 months. I'm like, I see myself in you, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, that's the biggest, one of my biggest takeaways is I have learned to let go of perfectionism and yeah. I, it still, it still bubbles up in me all the time, but I, yeah. I recognize it now and I know how to move past it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so moving through, so the foundation round was, you know, that was wild. And particularly because I got married right in the middle of my foundation <laughs> round. Foundation. So you, so yes. you did your foundation round and you had like, it sold out straight away. Right. So you had like, did you have 10 spots? I had no, so I sold eight right. and so I made yep. um or I think about 10k for that launch. Yeah. And then I got married in April and so I had to kind of put a bit of pause on a few things and what was it pushed back me being able to do my webinar light yep. launch and that my funds were like dropping in the bank account because I didn't have new people coming in. I didn't have the time to take on one-on-one clients either because mm. I was so busy building my course yep. and I just paid for a wedding. <laughs> yeah, there was that. <laughs> That's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just said, like, Stevie, I think I'm just going to do another foundation round, get another 10K in the bank. Uh, you know, that was my goal. And I pretty much just copied the same process again. I just repeated what I did in the foundation round and it was so much easier the second time. I had all the mm. assets. I, I'd pitched it before, so I knew what I was doing. And so that was my first, you know, moment of being like, oh, I can see how this is going to get easier and easier and easier. It's yeah. always hard as that first time. Really? Yeah. Um, and I think that launch I got, I think it was 11 or 12K for that launch. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so that was awesome. 
So good. And so your foundation round, so you did two foundation rounds. So that was around about kind of 20 students. So what did you feel? So like what insights did you get from that process that helped you make a better program before we go into the launch process? Say that again. So before, yeah. right before that you did two foundation rounds. So what were the insights that you got from going through like the process with students that helped you refine the course to make it better than it would otherwise have been? Because what I find is like, and I've done it both ways. So I've done live delivery and I've also done, I'm just going to sit in a little room and I'm going to create a course. And when I do the latter, what I find is that I think I know what people want. <laughs> and then I actually put it out there to market. And the questions that I get, I'm like, wow, that is so interesting because I never would have thought that they would get stuck there, that they would have had that question, that that was a stumbling block, that I created too much content, that I created too little content. You know what I mean? Definitely. It's funny. Um, this is an interesting question. In my foundation round, I was expecting to get a lot more questions about the lesson I was delivering, like the specifics of that lesson. But I, I actually didn't get questions about that lesson. Every time people would say, no, 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 you covered that really well. It all makes sense. It's really clear. I know what to do. Where the questions came in were around tackling other things. So like a really big one that came up was emotional eating. And that's not part of my framework because it's not part of helping someone, you know, with period pain, bloating and diarrhea and constipation specifically. But it was, it was a, like, it was something that would crop up. Um, And all of us experience emotional eating. It's a very normal human, you know, we've all been emotionally eating since the day we were born practically. (laughs) Every time you cry, mum gives you her boob. (laughs) It's yep. Someone gives you a vaccination, you get a lollipop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, how, why? I don't understand. How do they give you a lollipop, but then you've got to keep your mask on? I was like, I don't understand that whole oh, thing. I know. <laughs> um, and so, so what I kind of gathered was not so much about my framework. I think because I had refined my frameworks for six months before building my yeah. course, I had that down pat. It Knowing. was the, it was the other stuff. It was the mindset work. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, emotional eating, um, even yeah. just like what foods contain calcium or yeah. where can I find iron in foods, you know, just a lot of other kind of nutrition one-on-one stuff. And so it helped me realize that a lot of people don't have the basics down pat for nutrition. Mm. And I actually have gone back and really added in a lot more nutrition 101 or foundation concepts so yeah. that people can be all at the same page about nutrition before they move into more complicated strategies. Yeah, I think like you having had the benefit of like testing out a framework and like a replicable system for people for that long as well. I think like that is like the big benefit of like people say to me sometimes like, should I just go straight into creating a course? And I think that's okay. Um, But it also means that you're testing out the framework and the process on your new students. Whereas I think the difference for you is like, well, you already had a proven framework and that's so powerful. All right, let's talk about the launch process and specifically let's start with some of the mindset gremlins that can come up through the process of particularly your first launch. Yeah, yeah. Launching launching the first time was tough. I think I'm trying to fit, remember back to like the big one that really got me. To be honest, it's it's handling objections. Mm. Because 
um, when you put so much like blood and sweat and tears into something and you know it works and even like in your heart, you know, it gets a, that transformation and you know, it works, but there's a combination mm. of like exposing yourself to a really yeah. big amount of people. Like, you know, that uh, I feared that criticism from my colleagues about, you know, my unique framework and, and you know, it being different to others. And I now recognize that Chrissy, that's your gap. You know, that's your unique value proposition. You've got to own that shit. <laughs> I know, but it's so hard. You, you like you tie, we're talking about this on a coaching call last week. Like you tie your self-worth to like your results and your like your course is so closely aligned to like your personal brand. And that is a reflection of yourself. And so like it's scarier yet putting that out there because it feels so personal. Definitely. And I, I think it wasn't until the like the couple of hours before the live webinar that I suddenly realized that I would be sitting in a room talking to a screen and I can't see anybody but they can all see me. <laughs> that freaked you out or did that give you comfort? No, it, it actually freaked me out for a second. <laughs> although, I, yeah, I've done lots of like presentations in real life. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. looking at people is always a little bit scarier because you, if someone's falling asleep at the back of the room or someone yawns or something, oh my God. What's <laughs> <laughs> my very first webinar, like I was freaking out so much that I was like, okay, if worse comes to worst, where's like the power plug? I can just like pull the plug and then it's. <laughs> I like, I don't know if that's going to be like the best advice for people, but you know, it, can, it can be over if you really want it to be. No, I get it. I get it though. Like it's so scary, isn't it? Like it's, and, and um, especially when you're doing it for the first time because yeah. you've never done it before. That's right. And I think like I had done like, if I would, I like to call them like mini webinars. I've done lots of discovery calls or sales calls in my previous way of kind of like uh, attracting and, and selling, you know, to clients. And I, I, I had, you know, my delivery and I, and I was so comfortable with explaining this to these people in one-on-one discovery calls, but explaining it on out on a webinar and knowing that it's recorded and it's, and anyone can, you know, kind of watch it and find out, I kind of felt like someone might discover my special source and, yeah. um, and I think as well, it, like the biggest objection that I struggled with was um, money objections. You know, that because, you know, I think it's that old health professional um, wiring that we have that you, you're charging too much and, you know, this is well above what someone else might do. And, you know, a lot of people would say to me, how come I can't just work with you, you know, pay as you go like everyone else? You know, how come you don't work like other dietitians or, you know, this is not what I expected, this and that. And you think, and it's because I'm breaking a mold, you know, not many dietitians operate like this. It's I'm, it's very progressive, you know, digital yep. courses and the digital world is very new to health. It's it's incredible working this way. One-on-one appointments, I now, see, you know, and I saw it back then, it's not as effective because um, it's just that, you know, once per month they come and see you and then it's just, yeah. it's, when you can like deliver multiple ways of education, like you can have mm-hmm. self-study components for the people that like to work on their own time. You can have the coaching for the people who like groups and and get a lot of inspiration from seeing other people's transformations. And then for the people that really need that extra handholding, these, these amazing elements that you can offer get such a bigger transformation for your clients. And I think that that's what is so exciting about doing this kind of work. 
Yeah. And I think like your ability and like, I can tell just by the way that you're talking about that, that you believe that with like your heart and soul. And I feel like the easiest way to overcome objections is to truly believe in your product and especially the money objection, because there will always, like there will always, 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 regardless of the price point, I have sold things for like $29 and I have sold things for much, much more than $29. And there will always be somebody that can't afford it. There's a difference between price and value, and it's your job to establish the value. And I think like what you were just saying around, you know, why a group program is and you hand on heart believe so much better than one-on-one, your ability to communicate that and handle, uh, handle that objection, it sounds so salesy, but like talk to someone human to human on why you genuinely believe that it's better for them to have that group coaching. I think like that's how you overcome objections. Like believing and being a good human and also telling the people that maybe aren't the right fit, which you're a really you're really good at doing that as well, Christy. Like, and particularly you need to be in your space, you know, like maybe you're not right for this offer. Maybe you're right for the one-on-one. But um I think that objection in that sales piece is a very common, especially the first time you do it, because people equate sales with like an success. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not even like, it's so interesting you say that because it's like you equate sales with like being slimy and sometimes you equate like the only way to achieve success is through, I don't know, like there's a lot of kind of little mindset things around that. That's, um, that's so true, all of that. Yeah. And, uh, yes, if selling, um, naturally we feel like it's icky and it's it's salesy and I do practice and I constantly say in my own mind that, um, you know, selling is serving, you know, yeah. I have, I have something that can transform someone's life. Yeah. Why would you, you yeah. Why, like, why would you not offer that to people? It almost actually feels like you, you're a worse human. If you have an answer to a problem and you just keep it to yourself and you don't put it out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, and that, that's it. I think that with like, with the money, it's just, you know, knowing that, the transformation that someone purchases from you is is equivalent to what you charge. And so if someone decides to do a one-on-one VIP program with me and, and you know, they get the course, they get the whole like bells and whistles, the shebang, they will yep. likely get the biggest transformation, but they did have to pay a lot more for that. And yep. likewise, someone picks up an ebook, you know, for $29, yep. like you said, yep. they're not going to get that much of a transformation. It's a starting point and it's something, yep. but yeah. You know, and so at the at the end of the day, um, the money that you put towards something is the level of transformation that you're purchasing. Yeah. And I think like I've heard other sort of course people say this and I like really believe it because I've seen it in myself and I've seen it in clients, but like you don't actually do, like you don't truly do the work until you're on board and it's almost like, um, I remember I'm going to get this wrong. Like the tran- the transformation is in the transaction. Oh, um, yeah. And like, so what I love about that is it's like, and this is what makes me so sad with Launchpad sometimes, like I'll see someone come in and they'll be, you know, for whatever reason, it's not right for them. And I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, this is going to be like, honestly, I just know how transformational this could be for you if, you know, you believed in yourself or whatever all of the things were. And it's, you know, sometimes it's just not the right time. But I think like hand on heart believing that um, when it comes to your program and and I think that comes with, you know, having gone through the process of seeing people getting results, et cetera. I think that is the best way to overcome those objections. So completely. Um, 
tell me a little bit about the outcome of that particular launch um, and where you're at at the moment. Mm, cool. So um, that launch, I hit 15K. So it was my biggest ever launch, which is so exciting. <laughs> um, I onboarded, how did you onboard that time? It was, I think it was, yeah, no, so it's funny because I've always, eight seems to be my lucky number. It's always <laughs> eight people coming in, but my price has changed as my offer has been really? transformed and, and the program yeah. has been like grows and builds. Mm. Um, and where I'm at now is that, so, you know, as you would know, Stevie, in Launchpad, the next, I went into Evergreen. So I put my webinar into an Evergreen funnel, which made it into an instant access masterclass that people could come in and watch. And I could um, have people onboarding in between the launch. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's, you know, building out the sales page and doing kind of like lots of optimizations in there. The next stage that I'm meant to be traveling into is your live launch. And this is like, you know, like the Stevie version of like the launch, you know, it's, it's the one you want to get to. And I've done, I've been rogue. I've been a rogue student again, (laughs) (laughs) which like makes me feel so uncomfortable, but I, you know, we had this chat Stevie and I just, again, I just decided, I was like, you know what? I just kind of want to optimize what I did. I want to make my webinar better. I want to have a finished sales page. I want to have, I want to fine tune the offer again and and what I'm delivering to people. Yeah. Um, And I just decided that, you know, what, I'm going to hold off until next year to do this big live launch. But for now, I'm actually like, I'm so excited. I love optimizing things and I love improving and and all of that. And so I'm so excited to launch again in November um, and make it even bigger and better than the last one. Yeah. And I actually think like, so that process is something I, you know, I'm hundred percent on board with that because what will happen? So you know how you were like, oh my gosh, it's so hard. Like the first foundation round felt hard because it's the first time you're doing it, but also, and this is the thing as a course creator and how it's different to being like a service provider. If you're a service provider, you like get the client and then you do the work and then you get the client and you do the work and you get the client, then you do the work. And that just goes on forever and ever. When you're a course creator, the hard bit is like the upfront bit. And so like where you're at at the moment is like you have done the hard bit. So you've like created the program. You've created the selling system being the webinar funnel that you launched last time. And so what then happens is it's like this kind of um, delayed gratification. So you do all of this upfront work, but then it becomes like the optimization process, which really is like the magic. Like how do I so, oh my gosh, I was going to get like deep into like online course maps, but I'll probably leave that for the day. But like the whole optimization process is like, how can I make this better so that I need fewer people in order to make more sales? So little tweaks over time is just so instrumental. But for you going into a second webinar launch now, it's like, it's all of the work is done. And then it's rinse and repeating that same process. But rather than going okay, I'm going to come up with a completely different selling system and I'm going to implement that. It's like putting your time, energy and attention into making it better and getting more people. And I think that is like the magic. And I think that's where like we want to create more work for ourselves. So I'm proud of you, Christy, because you're kind of like, rather than creating more work for myself, I'm just going to like do less and make it better and I think like the trap we fall into as service providers is like the harder we work the more we make and it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily the case 
That's it. I think I definitely get that shiny. I can get shiny object syndrome for sure. Like I, yeah. I definitely go, oh, what's this launch process? Oh, like, yeah. and I hear like, oh, I should do like a workshop and then I should do I this. Like it all works. And like the webinar works. And like the next thing that you do works, like it all works. But like it works better when you just spend time like optimizing the same thing over and over and over again. And like, yeah, do a workshop for fun, right? If you want to do it later on. But knowing that you have like a high converting selling system, which you do now, is like the most powerful thing in your business. Yeah. All right. So tell me a little bit about, I guess. What is the big win? And this, so obviously you've had some great wins in terms of your launches and sales and things like that, but what is one thing that 12 months ago, so for anyone that's like, oh my gosh, I want to do what Christy has done. Um, She's a few months ahead of me. What's one win or like one learning or one thing that's really helped you over the last 12 months that you could never have anticipated was the thing 12 months ago? Does that make sense? Yeah, as in like where I was and I guess what I had predicted by future or the next 12 months would be like, but what actually was the thing that made the difference? Is that what you're saying? Really, like what do you feel like has been most transformational? And like, I don't know, like I feel like you come into this course creation game and you (laughs) think it's one thing and then like as you go through the process, I don't know, like... I had a, a, a phone call with another Launchpad client a couple of weeks ago and she was like, the big thing for me was conversion rates, like understanding the power of numbers and conversion rate. And she's like, I just never knew that, you know. Is there anything that's, in mind for you? My brain was going in different direction there and I just wanted like to, to just touch on that particular point. You know, I, I'll say it again, like as a dietitian, we don't have any business or marketing knowledge or skills nothing all I know is medicine nutrition health well-being that kind of thing I don't even understand like conversion rate never heard that word before (laughs) never heard of like uh, a funnel I didn't know what a marketing funnel was I didn't know what copywriting was I don't know how to build a web page I don't know any of that, like, you know, like I must be like a toddler, like, you know, learning this stuff. And so you don't to, right? Like you've completely gone down a different, like I know nothing about what it is I'm that different, you do. I'm a yeah. different person. And because yeah. what I was going to, what I was going to say, what my biggest transformation or learning is, is the personal growth. Yeah. So I feel like um, I have like learned on the steepest learning curve, probably since university. Like this experience was extremely steep and I'm almost now a bit obsessed with the learning. (laughs) When I'm not learning, I feel a little bit like, what am I doing? Um, Because it's it's been crazy. It's been wild. But not only have I learned about business and marketing and sales and and actually have learned to love all of that, um, I've actually become a different person, I think. Like a lot of my friends will say to me, you seem like so much, you seem really confident. You seem to um, be really great at speaking publicly. You are able to, you know, be assertive, not in like a negative way, but like you know what you want, you know Mm -hmm. what, you know how to articulate that and you just go for it. And they sort of have noticed a transformation of me going from someone, you know, for a lot of dietitians, we are underpaid, we are undervalued. 
Mm. And um, the hierarchy of the medical system, you know, we are, we sit, you know, the doctors are at the top, the consultants are up there and the dietitians are just there to do the hard work. And I've become like a different person. Like I, you know, run my own business and that clarity that I have over where I'm going and what I'm doing um, is probably the biggest transformation for me. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like business in general, online courses, but business in general are like the biggest it's the biggest kind of lesson in personal development that you'll ever undergo in your life. And like, as you grow as like a business person, it's almost like your personal growth needs to be that little bit ahead of it. Well, like it needs to be significantly ahead of it. Right. And so like, I feel like, and it's such a good point, like a lot of the strategic challenges that you face going through the course creation process, going through the business process in general, actually transforms you as a person because it requires resilience and discipline and the ability to um, be okay with delayed gratification and a lot of those things you would never even think about as being completely instrumental to being a successful course creator, but they come as you kind of go along the journey, right? Definitely, definitely. And I've even just loved that like but I feel like I project so much more, you know, five years ahead. You know, previously I could never do things like that. I, I would, wouldn't I be able to think more than six months at a time. Like, you yeah. know, it was just too hard or I was too scared to think about that. Yeah. But now I, I have, I feel like I, like I know the path and I know what I'm doing and it feels very, I guess, peaceful in all of the chaos of building something like this. There's actually a lot of peace. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much, Christy. I know that um, a lot of people, I think, there's a few things. So, and we haven't really, there's a few things we haven't touched upon. Like Christy really came in with a small but very passionate audience and she's had such great results in spite of having a smaller audience to start. I know that you've had a lot of growth over the last kind of year in relation to that. Um, you came in as what I call a B2C, and I know that I needed to explain that to you. <laughs> You're like, what is B2C? But business to consumer. So, you know, it came in with not a course where it's, you know, teaching people how to make money online, but really came in with a business to consumer course that solved a painful problem and transformation for people um, in a very specialized niche. And I think that for other health professionals, other people that aren't in that kind of like making money online space, other people with a small audience, um, other people that see their story in yours. I just want to say thank you because um, I feel like it's going to be inspirational for people that are thinking about embarking on the journey, whether next year or at some stage in the future. So a huge thank you. Thanks, Stevie. Thanks for having me on the podcast too. Of course. Um, but before we go, I know that there's probably, there's definitely people that are out there that would be your perfect person. So anyone that obviously has the challenges that come along with endo, is there somewhere that we can lead them that would be helpful for them to learn more from you? Absolutely. So as I was talking about before, I am launching again. So this is all happening on the 18th of November and you will be able to come along and learn about my complete roadmap, everything about how I help someone, you know, reduce their period pain, their bloating, their funky poops and their fatigue as well. And essentially taking you exactly on the step-by-step process that I do with all of my clients. So I'm exposing all of the secrets. So if endometriosis is something that you struggle with and those symptoms are especially something that you struggle with, 
definitely come along and learn about how I help people. Amazing. Thank you so much, Christy. And guys, if you're thinking about creating, launching, scaling an online course in uh, coming into 2022 or whenever you're listening to this, who knows, you might be listening to this in 2025, in which case you are still very welcome to head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad. And all of the best conversations happen over on Instagram. So head to Stevie Says Social on Instagram um, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you've made it this far, hopefully it means you've liked it. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes and leave me a quick rating and a review while you're there. I would be so, so grateful. Want to say hi? Head over to Instagram at Stevie Says Social and send me a DM. Till next time.